uh, in, in other words, in a world context. So I think translation is an important part of that process because it, uh, it makes accessible uh, literatures from other parts of the world which we otherwise would not know. When we talk on the floor, you are uh, risk in with some of your students. Yes, uh, I'm teaching a class right now. It's actually a company in uh, Rutgers uh, called Post-Colonial Literature. It's an upper-level uh, undergraduate class. And um, we, uh, we study literature from various parts of the world, and we ended with a section on Islam. And so I, I thought it would be useful and interesting for the students to have a, a field trip to a local masjid or, or mosque. And so they came, and we watched uh, a movie. Uh, well, it's a documentary uh, called Talking Through Walls, which is a documentary about the building of a mosque in Bohis by the late Zia Rahman, and how an interfaith group helped with that process, and how that process brought a community together. And so the students watched that, and some members of the community joined us and so um, the students were able to ask them questions. And, and it gave them a sense of what a mosque looks like and the kinds of problems and dilemmas that um, the community might face. Tell us a little about your background. Um, what your own experience has taught you about the importance of fear and respect for communication between cultures. How, how did you arrive at the work you do today? Uh, I was born in India. When I was three years old, my parents moved to England. So I lived my life in England, had my education there, and came to America in 87, uh, where I've been uh, ever since. And so, um, in a sense, uh, I mean, it's funny because in post-colonial literature, we talk about very much about the notion of identity and exile and marginality and hybridity. And I kind of feel that I... Um, the embodiment of all of that, you know, because I have imbibed elements from at least three cultures. I have elements in me which are very American, which I like. I have uh, British elements and Indian elements, Islamic elements. And um, I, 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 what has made me aware of, you, you asked me uh, what impact it had, I think it's made me aware that there are uh, valuable assets and, and available features of every single culture. And it's made me aware that um, uh, whatever the essential differences, uh, human beings and human cultures have a lot in common. And certainly our religions have a lot in common. And so, um, so it's, made me, it, it's made me all the more um, aware of the need, of the, of the urgent need, really, to foster mutual understanding between different kinds of people and to, uh, to, to foster dialogue between them. Talk about your poetry. What are the things that you write against all of this that I write for? Most of the work that I've done is as a literary critic. All of my books is, uh, is a long history of literary criticism. So I, I've spent my life uh, studying Western literature and philosophy. And of course, because I am a Muslim, I have uh, interest in Islamic philosophy. And um, so it, uh, I, I'm very used to analyzing literature. And um, 
but I also uh, I've always had a love of poetry. I've written poetry for a long time. Uh, this is the first book of poetry that, that I published because th this is the first time really that I I, I um, was persistent and uh, and persevering in in putting together the volume of poetry. And I thought it was important uh, partly for cultural and political reasons. And, and, and then I started reflecting on other kinds of problems and, and dilemmas that Muslims have today. Um, and, and so um, I, I guess because of my reflection on, uh, on all those uh, experiences, um, eventually it produced uh, these uh, various poems on, on a variety of subjects relating to Islam. Okay, so do you want to read us one of your poems? Sure. This poem is um, it, it, it's a poem actually that I wrote uh, a long time ago, and it's called To a Muslim Girl. Lady Mosque, in the distant light, who are you? Your veil has covered my face. Where am I? I watch my image in your eye. Who am I? You are too close for my touch. Why? Words fade upon your distant breath, cold and lonelier than desire. You glide from night and touch by eyes. You rise like fire through a dream. Lady voiced from a long dark note in the mind's mist. Your lips have lost the veil which should be kissed. I watch a shadow by the lake. It is not you or I. Lady shivering on cold white ground. Have you still the world within your eye? That was from Making a Bed, your book, Shine for the Wind, Poems for a New Country. You published uh, many books, uh, you know, economic books on poetic criticism, and, and you know, you've just come out with this book of poetry. Do you want to write more poetry, or do you want to go back to doing more academic work? I, I would like to write more poetry, because I think there, uh, there is still so much to write about. And, um, you know, one of the things I might say I is that a lot of poetry today is very apolitical, is very private, personal. It comes from a 200-year tradition of modernism and French symbolism. Um, but uh, there are traditions of poetry in the world which are much more public and political. And even Western poetry, for most of its history, actually had, had a political function, political, religious, theological, moral, social function. And, and I believe that today, uh, one of the reasons people, most people ignore poetry is that it doesn't speak to them. It doesn't speak about the problems that we have today. And um, so part of what I want to do is to try to write poetry which concerns the moral dilemmas we do face today, um, you know, both uh, from a religious perspective and from a secular perspective. But yes, I, I, I would like to absolutely like to continue writing. You know, so the, 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 the field is, uh, is very, very large. We a lot of history, a lot of historical subjects, a lot of um, moral dilemmas, political dilemmas. Uh, so th there's, there's a lot of things to explore in, in the field of poetry. 
Written poetry speaks in a language which most people can understand. It speaks in a language which is more powerful than ordinary prose. Yeah. In, in your teaching, uh, do you see a change in the way younger generations, rather than like your students' generation, uh, perceive the Atlantic Renaissance? I, I'm not sure that I can answer that question definitively. Uh, but what I would say is that um, in terms of the classes that I teach at Rutgers, I see a lot of interest on the part of my students in Islam. For example, I'm teaching a course in Islamic literature next semester, and it's full. And American students tend, in general, to be wonderfully open to um, new ideas, to ideas from other parts of the world. And um, so I am encouraged by that. And um, I, I'm hoping that this next generation, both the Muslim youth and um, youth you know, of uh, other religions and, and persuasions, um, I'm hoping that they will have a more of a open and broad-minded attitude towards religion and indeed towards um, everything else, really. So you have one more poem for us. What's the poem to be? Okay, this poem is called To a Suicide Bomber. And uh, as uh, this is spoken from the perspective of a moderate Muslim. You do not speak for me. You who soak yourselves in blood are far from the prophet's mantle. You who act beyond the book are far from the word. You do not speak for me. You who do not know and kill, murder your own soul. You blow up a young girl. A mother's heart will bleed forever. A father's will is broken. Because of you, their world is ended. What good have you done? Your own wife, young, curses you in her sleep, her nightmare. Your children betrayed to a myth. They do not know where you are, where you have gone. They still ask for you. Your parents dragged through your empty dream. Because of you, their world is ended. You have brought not paradise, but hell. Hell to all around you. The ghosts will rise around you, asking why, why? What good have you done? Because of you, I am reviled. Because of you, your own people suffer. Because of you, oppression speaks louder. Because of you, my religion reels in shame. Because of you, two countries lie in ruins. Because of you, a deserted nation suffers. Because of you, the corrupt have grown stronger. The bigots can speak without shame. Because of you, the good people the world over have no name. With each act of your violence, your enemies grow stronger, harsher, more justified in killing and conquest. Each life you take weakens your cause, turns an indifferent world against you. You call yourselves holy warriors, but you have never read the holy book. Never tried to understand. Never struggled with yourself. You took the easy way. And what will you say 
in the day of days? What will you say to your Lord, to those you care, to your family? What good have you done? It is not you who bear the prophet's sword. The true sword is a word, a thought, touched by love, words in wisdom, and relentless in love. It is not you who wear the prophet's mantle, but those who strive armed not with bombs, but with patience, with a book high in words and deeds. You do not speak for me or the sweetness of my God. You do not speak for me. But Haraki Habib, reading from his new book of poetry, Shades of Islam, poems for a new century. Rafi Habib, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you very much indeed. For more information on Rafi Habib and Haraki Habib, M-A-R-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-